I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Before we get into today's must-have scene TV, I just have to put up top a actual uh, trigger warning for domestic violence discussion. This episode, talking about step-by-step, we'll get into... Exactly what Sasha Mitchell, who played Cody, did, the actual reporting around it, and um, all of that. Uh, I will also put a trigger warning right before we start the talk, telling you just how far to fast forward ahead, so you can get back to the fun and light Disney comedy that they pulled off in the midst of a very, very upsetting um, cast change. Take that, Russians! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter-producer for Decider.com. This week, I'm joined by returning guest and Disney aficionado, Ethan Kay. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Brett! What's up? We're trying to get excited about our this week's show. But oh my god, it just sucks the life out yeah, of you. Yeah, this is uh, this is the so this is uh, part three of my Disney sitcoms uh, series, and this is TVH, the one I was dreading doing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Sabrina one isn't that good either. I don't think, I, but I it's because I think that one's all in the Animal Kingdom. Well, that's okay. That makes that makes sense. Because it, I guess it, it it just opened up around that time. 96, 97, 98. Yeah, it opened yeah. up at, at like 97, 98. So, yeah, this one I was like, oh boy, this is a rough one. Um, But, <laughs> also, uh, trigger warning, there's going to be a lot of talk about domestic violence in this episode. I was not prepared for that. Yeah, sorry, but it's, this is, yeah. So I'm, I'm um, here to talk about Disney yes, and my exactly. love of Disney. Yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's get into that. So, first of all, <laughs> what is your history with uh, Disney? Uh... I have always been a Disney fan, a fan of Disney comic books, Disney movies, but especially Disney parks. Um, I started going kind of regularly in about 2008, uh, joined the Disney Vacation Club, um, which uh, which is their um, timeshare program. I joined their fan club, D23. I have probably close to 100 Disney books Man. not including comic books that's its own separate thing but i have a library just of disney materials i get more all the time i all the all the podcasts i listen to besides brett are all disney uh <clears throat> disney podcasts disney disney parks podcasts 
So huge fan, uh, really just a big bigger fan of the history yeah. behind the company and the parks more than I am a fan of necessarily the films and the products which themselves. Usually, like which is the truth. I think that all three Disney people I've had on love the parks more than they love the movies. Who, who have you had on so far? Kirk D'Amato and Matt Fisher. Matt Fisher definitely loves the parks more than, like, you know, Cinderella and Robin Hood, like the movies themselves. Matt I don't know, but I know Kirk very well. And when the, when the two of us get together, we trade Disney stories, yeah. like, constantly. Yeah. Um, there's just something... There's there's an enjoyment to be had from the shows, from the, the movies, from the products. And then there is... The thing that really makes the memories, which is being there with yeah. your family and, and everything. So, with that, uh, so you know, that is why this week we're going to be traveling to May 3rd and May 10th, 1996. The Craft and Twister ruled the box office. Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey topped the charts. And ABC aired the step-by-step episodes, We're Going to Disney World, Parts 1 and 2. Ethan, you must have seen We're Going to Disney World. Parts one and two before today. Dear sweet God, no, I did no, not. Did not. Uh, so, what is your history with Step by Step? I remember the show when it came out. Uh, I remember the first season, especially. I didn't link it to the Brady Bunch being just a modern retelling. Yeah, of, that's exactly what of it the is. Brady Bunch. It's Brady Bunch that until recently. I thought it had its moments. It had uh, a cast that was just larger than what I'd seen for family sitcoms before. Used to well, and see, this is what we're going to get into. We are. We are officially seeing the beginning of step by step losing any relevance, any pop culture relevancy that it had. With the basically with this two parter, this is the dawn of the somehow even worse final two seasons. <laughs> um, and if you want to hear my history with step by step, you can travel back in time and listen to the episode I did with uh, Josh Sorokach about step by step. Um, I can't remember what that episode is titled, but it's the one where Cody gets into a a uh, big bar brawl and uses his kickboxing skills to attack a bunch of bar toughs. That's what he's known for. Oh, it's called Just for Kicks. That's the episode. Like, that's the thing he's been doing lately, other than the obvious. Yeah. Um, he's doing a lot of, like, kickboxing films and fighting stuff. So, uh, man, let's go. Let's, let's jump, jump in. <laughs> there's so much to this. Man, there's I so mean, much, this, like, for a Disney aficionado, someone who knows, like, the history of the parks. There is there is so much going on with this because yeah. there are extinct attractions. There are extinct. Uh, there's an extinct land. Uh, Pleasure Island is featured very prominently. That's no longer there. Oh, oh man. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. This week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the step by step episodes. We're going to Disney World parts one and two. They are the twenty second and twenty third episodes of season six. Part one was written by Brian Bird and John Weirich. And part two was written by Casey Maxwell Clare, and also Winona Judd. <laughs> uh, and both were directed by Richard Carell. Here's how Hulu describes the episodes. The whole family visits Walt Disney World. JT and Rich argue over money. The girls enter a singing contest. And while the family is at Walt Disney World, Flash tries to visit every attraction. Karen gets over-eager about a singing contest. JT and Rich attempt to resolve a disagreement. Ethan, how accurate are those descriptions? That's accurate. That but, is it. but there is one question. Who the hell is Flash? Yes. <laughs> so we're going to get into that pretty pretty quickly because uh, that's a whole thing. So uh, so put a pin in that for a second. Oh, boy. Um, so first of all, the episode opens up in, like, media res. Like, the June Lockhart, the grandmother, Frank's mother, Patrick yep. Duffy's mother, is just already in the house, and it's basically like, 
I'm giving you all your, like, uh, your inheritance early. She's being attended to by the whole family except for the adults. Yeah. She she has obviously knocked on the door, entered, been announced, because all the children yeah. have, have mobbed her, and then uh, Frank and Carol walk in with the baby, because yeah. you have to have a baby. They're wanting to, like, spend their anniversary doing something. I want to say... It's not like this episode didn't have, um, was so pressed for time they couldn't show June Lockhart knocking and entering. Now, there's plenty of padding <laughs> in this two-parter. They could have shown them opening the door. So I thought that was weird. Um, but she's like, we're going to blow it all by going to Disney World. Ah, but wait a second. There is a, because this was done by ABC. <laughs> yes. There ha- they have to do everything correctly in regards to the parks and everything. So when she says... We're not, she doesn't say we're going to Disney World. No. She says we're going... It's just that I thought the kids would enjoy a week at Walt Disney World. Which is the official entity's name. We all say Disney World is like shorthand, but when you're talking about it in parlance of the company... Did they ever say Disney World in this episode? I, I think... No. Or do they I have to get, they, like, do they have they, get one in and then they can say whatever they want? That's a, that's a good question. I didn't follow it I later. I, haven't also, I have not also been trying to clock that in the other episodes I've done either. Uh, I want to go back. It was, if you want a historical fact about it, it was originally going to be Disney World as a counterpoint to Disneyland yeah. in California. But after Walt died and his brother Roy took it over, took over the project, Roy had pretty much retired, but uh. he knew this was Walt's dream. So he came out of retirement. He, did, he didn't come out of retirement. He ended up not retiring until this project was finished. And he, it was his decision to say, this is going to be Walt Disney World in celebration of my brother rather than the oh. celebration of the Disney company like Disneyland. So it is officially Walt Disney World. Why? I did not even know that. And um, there is a statue of Roy in uh, the park. Um, I also wanted to point out that Karen, the um, uh, the vain daughter, is wearing a Burger Queen or a, a Beauty Queen shirt that is the Burger King logo, but it says Beauty Queen instead. That was, that was her character. She defines her character... It's As such the main a one. that's such a weird, but it's like it's a weird, it's a very weird 1996 thing, I guess, to take the Burger King logo and like to stick in between the two buns the words "Beauty Queen." Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that the children represent the seven deadly sins? Well, what is Lily Sloth? Because she's a baby. So, yeah, she's a baby. <laughs> Which I don't know. I, I, I mean, the thing is, I've noted this before on Step by Step. The nine, like the main nine characters of Step by Step, have about three personalities between them. Like, they're not that well-defined characters. Too many kids. Yeah, basically. So, so, then Lockhart basically bullies them into going to Disney World by being like, come on, kids, what would you rather do? Go to, like, nowhere, go to Disney World, of course we want to go to Disney, et cetera, et cetera. I think they were going to stay at home. Yeah, so fuck that. No, they're going to go to Disney, because also, because they have to, contractually, because of ABC. Yeah. So now let's get into it, because uh, then we get the theme song, which is the classic theme song at a theme park. One of the great theme songs of sitcom history. Honestly, the best thing about Step by Step is the theme song. Yeah. Uh, it's It stays with me to this day. Yeah, it's a great theme song. Now the problem, and let's get into it. And this is the section where we talk about Sasha Mitchell's arrest history. So if you don't feel like listening to that in the middle of this Disney episode, you can fast forward... Seven and a half minutes. Uh, apologies, that's a long time, but there's a lot of upsetting material to um, discuss. So fast forward seven and a half minutes ahead, and we'll be back in Disney World. 
The opening credits have Sasha Mitchell still in, play, who played Cody. And he was the breakout character who was introduced as a recurring character in season one, quickly became a regular because he was just like Urkel, following yep. that Urkel footsteps of like, he is basically Bill and Ted and Cody. Like, he is that archetype of like, brewing out like what not like he had all the catchphrases he was the breakout character he quickly became the only reason the show existed and people watched it i love that in the 1990s there were a lot of shows that did that where like the minor character or the the, the less important yeah. character and i was thinking about the other day like you have urkel and you have cody and i'm like also homer simpson <laughs> was kind of like was was not the spotlight yeah and then stan marsh from south park really became came into his own after the first couple of seasons. Yeah. So it was, like, it was like something that happened especially during the 90s. It was like, oh, you know. The problem is that Sasha Mitchell has uh, had a whole lot of um, legal problems <laughs> at this point. And so he's in the opening credits, but he's not in this. And the reason that we have to, I feel the need to talk about it is, for one thing, his Wikipedia page glosses over all of this. Yeah. And well. it is, and I... I I think is uh, I don't know. I think that it is important that we remember this uh, really upsetting thing. But also because what we are seeing in these two episodes is step by step, kind of trying to navigate a crisis. Um, so the crisis was so this episode airs in May 1996. Rewind a little bit. Sasha Mitchell disappeared from the show in March 1996, episode 19, and these are episodes 22 and 23. So his last appearance in the show was just three episodes before this. So when this was obviously filmed earlier, especially because these this was a location episode that they had to do probably, wonder, I'm guessing, a full week, yeah, maybe two. So Flash shooting. had already appeared. So these two episodes have Flash in them. And Flash, so these are, Flash is only in four episodes, which is also hilarious. So Flash is in episodes, I guess, 21, 22, 23, and 24. So there was like only one episode break. So, but, like, Flash was brought on. Jeff Jude, who plays Flash, who's not in the opening credits yet, they were planning on he was going to be the new character. He was introduced as a guy on Frank's construction team. And his whole thing was, like, he was, like, over-eager and kind of energetic and a klutzy doofus. Um, and you can tell that he was supposed to be a big deal because he's the main character of these two episodes. Yeah. Um, Cousin so, Oliver. So Jeff Judy was only in four episodes. Um, he doesn't even get invited to see the house until his last episode. <laughs> he gets invited to live in the house and then he never comes back. So why did Sasha Mitchell disappear from the show? So in the spring and summer of 1995, so this is before season six even started, um, Sasha Mitchell was charged with at least four misdemeanors for spousal abuse. Four. He was arrested April 21st, 1995, after his mother-in-law called the cops, saying that Sasha was assaulting his 25-year-old wife. He was accused of slapping and kicking her while she was holding their 7-year-old daughter, and then he allegedly kicked a hole in the bathroom door to chase her down. So then, at the beginning of season 6, uh, this is season 6 or season 5? This is season 5. So at the beginning five. of season 5, in September 95, which is when they're starting production, he pleads no contest. So he basically just, like, concedes, like, I'm not pleading guilty, but I'm also not going to fight it. Um, the Basically, they then sentence him to three years probation, um, and he has to serve community service, and I'll go to go to um, anger management counseling. He is allowed, basically, he is, um, so he immediately doesn't follow this. Oh. He immediately, basically by January 96, so now they're halfway through filming season five, he's already started blowing off counseling, and so they... They sentence him to a month in jail. 
Um, but they allow him to take the days off to go work on Step by Step. Oh, fuck that. So he is... Oh. So while you're watching halfway through season five of Step by Step, those Cody scenes are being shot while he is in jail and is getting off in the day to go shoot the yeah, show. Yeah, he's not in jail. He's yeah. in jail for... He's, he's spending, spending nights. He's, he's doing sleepovers. Um, so then... But then even after that, he continued to skip counseling. Uh, he continued He continued to um, allegedly... I feel like I do have to legally probably say allegedly in a lot of this. Allegedly an act of violence against a wife, including allegations of spitting on her, throwing a chair against the wall and a guitar through a window when he said he, when his wife said that she would not go to dinner with him one night. Um, and then also striking her with a couch pillow five to 10 times. His defense, honestly, in court after all this happened was like, Hey, it's at least it's getting better because he just like hit her with a pillow and threw a guitar at a window instead of hurting her. That's that a, was their defense. That's a very Cody thing to say. Yeah. So then, because he was um, basically blowing off counseling and also still being violent, he was asked to serve a two-month jail sentence. And because this was now the summer of 96, he wasn't going to be shooting, so he actually had to go to jail jail and not just, like, you know, sleepaway jail. So basically, that was right at this very episode. So we're talking, like, May... It was, like, it was honestly, it was May 96, and that's when these episodes aired. So at this point, the reason that he is not in these episodes is because... He's in jail. And then after his jail stint in August 96, he was arrested yet again in Tennessee for failing to comply with his probation. Did so he, that did is... Did he come back to the show? He then, in the penultimate episode of season seven, he comes back for one more episode. And he's stabbed to death <laughs> by the whole cast and June Locklear. So Locklear. how the show deals with this is... so. This happens. Uh, he disappears out of nowhere. Like, they don't address... In his final episode, they don't address where he's going. He's just gone suddenly. They bring in Jeff Jude to be Flash. He's in four episodes. So, in the season six premiere, they explain that Cody got a job in Russia. And so he's moved to oh. Russia. And then they introduce Bronson Pinchot to play an effeminate hairstylist. And he's the new <laughs> character. Except the wild catch is... Instead of airing that episode as the season premiere, they air it as the season finale, out of order. Fully eight months out of order. Oh, God. And so you don't find out where Cody went until the end of season six, after you've watched 23 episodes without him. And then he comes back in the penultimate episode. So, like, 13-year-olds who really liked the show, who really liked Cody, yeah. had no idea, and they wouldn't be following the news. No. Because, you know... You have to, I don't, I don't even know where you'd see this kind of news no. in 1996. So the, the shady thing is, and I guess I might be getting, stepping on the toes of the step-by-step heads, is that none of this is on his Wikipedia page. His Wikipedia page literally just says the cops were called to their house for a couple of domestic violence-like allegations, and that is it. He did time. So what I, so all that information I found by Googling and finding the actual Los Angeles Times articles from 1995, 1996. Like, that's where all that information comes from. Direct source. Uh, and none of that is cited anywhere, which is why I felt the need to bring it up, because it does feel like people are trying to forget the fact that Cody was a allegedly serial domestic abuser. Yeah. So anyway. So are we going to, are we actually going to talk about the episode after so, that? Like, so, so yeah. So like that is, so that is why Cody is not in these episodes and it is wildly relevant because these two episodes are basically just in the thick of all of this going on. So anyway, so throughout this episode, <laughs> sorry, I'm only having 13 Disney questions. 
13 Disney questions? Yeah, so... There's so much going on with this episode. Starting off with the first one. So, we open up with them in Disney. Uh, What is this hotel? Is it a house tell? This hotel is the Old Key West, um, which is still in existence. It was the first Disney Vacation Club um, resort. Uh, it had just opened up, I want to say, around that year, maybe the year year before. Um, it still exists. Um, the, the interesting thing that I thought about it was that they kept referring to it like it was a two-bedroom yeah. suite. And this, because they said, you girls will be in that bedroom, and they point one direction. We'll be in the other bedroom, and all the boys sleep in the living room. Right. But when they when the camera turns the other way, they they show steps that go up. Now... Those that's they're actually standing in a in a grand villa, which has an, an additional two bedrooms with their own bathrooms up on the second oh, floor. Oh, so the boys could have had their own room. The boys could have had their own <laughs> rooms and actually slept on a bed instead of sleeping on the couch. Well, and then when Flash and Rich show up, they could have slept in the living room. Yeah, it was weird because that this is where you really feel that this is a single cam experience for a multi cam show because like the camera is doing like pans and it's like in the space in a way that it can never be normally because it's on a stage usually yeah like it does feel very weird but they got the great um they got the great uh the background they get to show like the golf courses in the back yeah so uh question number two because this has not come up yet what is the golf scene at disney and uh, i don't know is that a good golf oh it's huge so like what's the the golf scene at disney there used to be when when disney world first opened in 1971 uh, there were three hotels. Wait, Disney World Disney World opened in 71? Disney World opened in 71. Wow. Epcot opened in 82. So... Wait, what opened in 82? Epcot. Uh, oh, God. So, 1971, huh. there it was the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And there were three hotels that were open. The Polynesian, the Contemporary, which the monorail goes through. Oh, and the Contemporary, I think, is where they stayed in Roseanne. Probably. Or it, it was the exterior, I think. Probably the exterior, then. Uh, and it was called the Golf Resort, oh. which was specifically for people who came down who wanted to play golf. And like, maybe they're, is maybe... Disney a golf destination? It is. Okay, so they, they have they have they have proams there. They have like uh, Disney does the best of everything. They're not so, going to half-ass anything. An amazing story, which I've heard numerous places. Um, was it Jack Nicholas or was it Arnold Palmer? Uh, I think it was Ar- Arnold Arnold Palmer. So the story is um, that they brought down Arnold Palmer. To help design the golf courses. And they're taking him around the property. Nothing had opened yet. They're taking him around. They're saying, oh, we're thinking of doing something here. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's neat. And they, oh, they, wanted, him to, and they wanted him to do a tournament there. So he's, 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 it's just a, another day for Arnold. He's just walking around and he sees the monorail. And it's the first <laughs> day that they're running the monorail. Oh. And suddenly he perks up. He's like, oh, can we can we go in that? Can we go in the monorail? They're like, yeah, sure. So they zip him around on the monorail a bunch of times. He's thrilled. He's loving it. And then he's like, okay, look, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get all my friends, and we're gonna do a tournament down here because you took me on this monorail. I, I was Want him thrilled over. with it. And that's how it really got that kind of like legitimacy early on. Man, was that they had actually actually had a tournament with Arnold Palmer down there. So. So while they're hanging out in the hotel on the golf course, um, Rich, played by Jason Marsden, who is not James Marsden or James Marsters. 
Uh, that has a very impressive resume. So Jason Marsden is basically the v, um, the MVP VIP of TGIF because not only was he a recurring borderline series regular on Step by Step, he also recurred on Full House as DJ's rich boyfriend in the later seasons, who was usually pitted against Viper. And he was also a early regular on, I think, Boy Meets World as one of the bullies, I do believe. Or no, he was also a regular in Boy Meets World as someone else, I do believe. But he has, and he was also the voice of Max in a Goofy movie. Yeah, he, he does voices now. He's, he, he's, he's honestly, he's probably the most successful uh, child actor of Step by Step, even though he was never a regular. Because he's he's still voice acting, like, today. Constantly. Like, he's like, one of the biggest voice, he's hardest working voice actors. Actually, when you, when you look back at the rest of the cast, they, uh, this was like the last stop for a lot of them. Christine Lacken has done a couple of other things. She's done a lot. She, she's yeah. worked consistently since the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Christopher Castile, who plays Mark, was also on Beethoven. So he was, was a big that was deal. Before, that was before. Yeah, he was yeah. a big deal when this was airing. But you like look at some people. Josh Byrne, this was kind of the end of his career. Oh, yeah. He's not even in the last season. Brandon Call, this was his, the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, Angela Watson, who played Karen, this was kind of like... They all went and did other things, and occasionally they'll do like yeah. one-offs here and there. But, but yeah. this was this was the glory days for them. Honestly, you have to go to Disney. So he walks in. He's from the pool uh, because he like he's why he's he's there somehow. Of course, he's there somehow. I can't remember how he took a bus from Wisconsin. He took a bus from Wisconsin to Orlando. He took a bus, which is a long ass ride. Um, if you think about it this way, wait a second. So he would have had to have left. They did give them a little bit of leave because she was like, "I want to take you guys on vacation in like the first week of the summer or in whatever." The first week of summer. So, so like, he, I guess there was notice, but like, still, like, hey. Hey, Rich, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. They, all they had to do was get on a plane, fly down yeah. to Orlando. Under a day. Of course uh, under a day. Jesus. Yeah, it'd be like half a three day. three hours? Less? Probably, I don't know. But I don't, I've, you know, it's a good question. What's the, the flight time versus bus time from Wisconsin to Orlando versus, yeah. It's got to yeah. be like three to five hours. It can't be more than six. On six a, is cr- 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 coast to coast. On a bus, I'm guessing probably On a, a bus, it's a like, a, yeah, a bus is a long Probably time. even more than that. I took a train. My first time I went down in 1988, I took a train from Philadelphia down <laughs> to Orlando, and that was a 24-hour train ride. Yeah, I mean, it's a long-ass drive. Like, from Tennessee, it took us, like, a day, like 14, 15 hours. Yeah. Longer. It's a trip. Um, so there's also really bad audio in this scene. I noticed, like the mics were not working well. It's probably because they filmed it in in an actual space. In an actual space, yeah, so like it was the, harder to mic, harder to light. Very weird to hear it was, that. It was also very blown out light wise. <laughs> yeah, it was very very bright. So next we get them all entering the park. Um, there's a really weird blooper. Like they, Rich Carell, the director, was definitely trying to do a really cool like walk and talk because he was basically drifting from conversation to conversation in this scene and. So he definitely didn't have a lot of time to get it done, probably, because after... So the first conversation is Al, Dana, and Karen all talking about, like, boys. And at the very end of it, Al has her sunglasses clipped on her overalls. And right as the camera's panning away from her, she drops her sunglasses and she bends down to pick them up. (laughs) Which is 100% not a scripted thing. Like, at all. Like, she tries to, like... I think she tries to, like, take them out, and they just, like, fall, and then she depends on to pick them up. And the camera keeps panning, and it goes to the See, guys. I noticed something completely different in these scenes. I noticed that they arrived by boat, which you couldn't do from Old Key West. Oh. You could only do that from something that was on the lake in front of it. But I also... This is pre-9-11. Yeah. So the area that they're that they're filming all this in, this big open space in front of the, the, the parks, doesn't exist anymore. 
Oh, it's is it all, a 9-11 tribute now? What is it? It's, yes. <laughs> like, what? No, it's 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 all metal detectors and security oh, checkpoints. Oh, God. So they, yeah. that's where they check your bags. That's where you go through the... Um, so that's all changed. You you were never going to get that back. <clears throat> that, that space. This is also where you find out Flash's whole gig for the next two episodes is he finds out that, like, the Russians hold the record for et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, for like having for 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 doing everything at Disney in like four days or whatever. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump ahead because this is actually question number um seven, but I'll go on and ask it now. Can you do 23 rides in a day? Is this an actual record? Is this a thing people care about? Yeah. What is this? What yeah. is the record? It, it's I it of doing. Of... If they, the record is riding every ride, eating at every restaurant, shopping in every shop. See, I don't know. In... I don't know how you'd measure that. Like shop. What, what does shopping in every shop? But he, but what, that what is does, part of it, right? Because like they, they show him like running and like grabbing things. That's what they say is that you have to they dine in every restaurant. It's like go grab a churro here, go yeah. But I don't. That really isn't. So who holds the record? I know that there that there are people who do it, who do every ride in every park. It made the news. I'm going to say about four years ago. Okay. That a couple did every ride, but just every ride in a day. Oh, wow. So it is possible. I just read a couple months ago but that you have Jack, to like, Jack Black did all of them in two days. But you have to, like, fast pass that, right? Like, you can't, like, or you have to be Jack Black and be able to cut all the lines, right? It's possible. Wow. Um, but, like, in this, would you get the full, like, the news is there, Mickey is no. there to hand you a key and, like, no. all that? Okay. No, that's, the, no, no, you, no, no, no one cares. So, um, this is, okay, so back when they were, he finds out this Russian record, he wants to bring the record back to America, um... This is where I wrote down that no one is hornier than sitcom grannies. Oh, Because God. they basically write June Locker out of a full, like, two-thirds of the entire two-parter by basically having her, like, she's there, she's found a man. Who, does, like, who has no lines. You don't have to pay no, him I, yeah. as much because he speaks French, he does not speak any English, and he will not have any lines. And in the second episode, it's a different man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, her whole thing is, like, you're going to be singing. Uh, gee, uh, Ma, you sure you're going to be okay alone over there in that big condo? Who says I'm going to be alone? And it's always like, that is the joke. Anytime yeah. you have a guest star sitcom granny, they are going to be horny, and that is going to be the funny thing of, like, grannies hooking up. I want to say that probably 70% of her dialogue is about sex. Yeah. Either her own, her, her, her having sex, or her son and his, his wife, new wife have sex. having sex. And wouldn't it be great if you did have sex? Or yeah. I'm sorry that I'm preventing you from having sex. <laughs> like, so this is what. So this brings me to my third question: How does Disney feel about hookups in the park? Because the guys, so Rich and JT, want to hook up with these two random girls. Care uh, Al is just like thirsty for Jungle Cruise like attendance. Yep. And uh, Granny wants to hook up with. So like, how does Disney feel about hookups in the park? Disney doesn't care. Can't, okay. Well, don't, you don't, can't like you can't. There, there's a point. Yeah, like if you kiss, if you kiss on a ride, yeah, it might not. It no one's gonna be like whatever. If you do handsy stuff, <laughs> then there's cameras everywhere. So there, you'll be caught. Like okay. that's that's the kind of thing that'll that'll they'll they'll stop the ride. Or I've heard that they'll afterwards they'll they'll all get at, at the end of the ride and applaud for you. That's something they used to do. Um, because, That's very progressive. Because, weirdly enough, they used to have, and they don't do it anymore. But badges for doing it. Was called, <laughs> it was called the Night of Joy, which 
you're gonna this is a family mind. park what are you talking right. about here night of joy is this official? What's yeah this was the christian this... music festival that they would have at i want i was it epcot or was it magic kingdom i think it was magic kingdom i've never been to it because i i'm not part of that scene but from everybody who i've talked to who worked there this was a chance for repressed christian teens to get their freak on because there there was no supervision, they were there. Oh my god! Like you could cut you could cut the pheromones. Wait, with and they a, cut it. They called it churro. Did they officially call it Night of Joy? It was called Night of Joy. It was officially called that. Night of Joy, and they get like a couple big Christian bands, but like this was like from what I've heard, this is That's people, a double entendre. This is these are kids banging in the bushes. Oh my! God. Like this was it was like the horniest you could get for a Disney park. Love it. And this is it was. This was the time where they'd be like, "Okay, you two, stop it." We see like, they'll stop the ride. Like, every all right, you, I, we see what you're doing. Get out, <laughs> do that kind of stuff. So, as far as just like meeting somebody and being like, "Hey, you know, you want to yeah. do something later or something like," there, what rule could you put on that? Right. Like, I didn't know could, if they would see like, "Hey, you guys are making out on full display. Stop that." That kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, so this. So now we're at the Pirates of the Caribbean. 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 Uh, it depends on what, whether you say pirates, you know, how you pronounce Caribbean or Caribbean. Um, this is where JT and Rich run into those two girls. One of those girls yeah. is Joanna Garcia Swisher, who, in a weird Disney connection, played Ariel on the show Once Upon a Time. Which means that she had a much better post-step-by-step career than almost all these actors yeah i mean she's uh, looking at her looking at her um imdb page she's worked very consistently since uh she did 125 episodes of reba oh oh that's i think where i recognize her okay okay Um, good for her uh she's 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 done a lot of stuff and she was ariel on seven episodes of once upon a time another disney abc series so this is where jt gets his uh harebrained scheme to impress these two girls um, by basically saying that he, and this is my fourth question, what is Panetta's? And JT I, claims to own it. I will tell you because it does not exist. Oh my god. There is no restaurant called Panetta's. Now Panetta's is they like... They talk about Panetta's. It's like they name drop it so much. Like, well, I hear Panetta's is really great, but it's really expensive. <sighs> I'd give anything to eat there. Oh, Really? Well, ladies, this just happens to be your lucky day because I happen to own Panetta's. It's okay, Rich. I think we can trust the ladies with our little secret. Are you serious? You own Panetta's. Panetta's is nothing more than the Portobello Yacht Club with a fake sign on it. Oh, what is the Portobello Yacht Club? It was at uh, it was another just another nice restaurant. But it's a nice restaurant at at Pleasure Island. Yeah. Like, oh, is Pirates of the Caribbean on Pleasure Island? No. Pirates oh. of the Caribbean is in the Magic Kingdom. Pleasure Island was, back in the, the 90s and 2000s, uh, Michael Eisner wanted to have a place for locals to hang out. Yeah. And so there was there were shops, there were clubs, there were restaurants. Um, just a, a rotating group of dance clubs and yeah. restaurants and, th- and things. And it uh, it has since closed. It has become now. It was downtown Disney for a while, mm. and now it's Disney Springs. So, so it still exists. 
so when they so they meet at pirates and they go to that yacht club like how what is that commute like <laughs> i mean is that so a they, dumb they would have to leave the the, the the best thing that they would able to do now I don't, I don't know if there was a bus that would go straight to to pleasure island from magic kingdom if they if there was i would say probably 25 30 minutes oh that's not bad waiting for the bus getting on the bus it gets there that's... maybe a little bit less if, if the bus is right there if there was not if there was no bus they would have to either go to the ticket and transportation center which is like a lot of buses stop there or uh they would have to go to a resort and oh. then then take another bus so that could that could be up to an hour so here's my uh, question number five uh jt claims to be jt disney one of disney's heirs who are walt disney's heirs did he have children and grandchildren? Yes. So what are they he, doing? He had two daughters, uh, Sharon and Diane. Oh, but do they not have the last name Disney anymore? Uh, Diane Disney Miller was Disney Miller. She you have that Miller. last name. You fucking keep that. You make your husband take that. Like, fuck <laughs> the patriarchy. Uh, like, but that, you have the last name Disney. She, she was really, and she passed away just a couple of years ago, unfortunately. She was the one who really kept her father's legacy going. Okay. She married uh, Ron Miller, who was a football player who ended up working for Disney, who uh, ended up becoming a producer and CEO for a while. Hmm. Uh, then he was ousted by oh. uh, Michael Eisner. Oh, shady. There's a whole thing. That <laughs> went, there's a whole thing that went along back in uh, the early '80s. Yeah, Eisner. Wait, so is Disney not in the family anymore? Who are the Disneys that still work at Disney? Disney's like have, they they have some shares. Not um, they're the, the big one was Roy Disney. Um, yeah, Roy E Disney, Roy O Disney's son, Walt's brother, Walt's nephew. He came on as as a producer and and, and did a lot of work with the company, um, to the point where when he was involved in just a lot of different projects and when uh ron miller wasn't really kind of pulling the numbers that that they wanted roy said we need to bring in somebody somebody else he ousted ron miller disney's son-in-law brought in michael eisner who then roy pushed out later to bring in bob Iger. wow he died uh maybe Seven years ago, oh man, or so. So that was he was Roy's. He was Roy's. Um, he was Roy's son. He was Walt's nephew. Um, Sharon Disney wasn't really involved with the company. She actually passed away from cancer oh, a, no. a long yeah. time ago. Diane was the the big mover and shaker behind her father's legacy. She opened the Walt Disney Family Museum. Mm. Uh, she really oversaw a lot of that, like preserving the legacy, preserving the history. So, so she, it's. It is hella far-fetched for JT to be like, I'm JT Disney. Well, it's not... It's, right? it, like, it's hella far-fetched to be like, I own everything. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not. Like, the, there are Disney errors that just... that he, Walt Disney had numerous grandchildren. Okay. Uh, numerous, numerous great-grandchildren. So... Well, they all they all get, like, free access to the park, right? I think so. They ha- Like, come on. I think, gotta give them something. I think they're also, like, shareholders. They can stay in the park if they need to. Okay. Um, this is also where I noticed, and I pointed out to you that... So, the Full House episode, even the Roseanne episode, the crowd control is pretty much on lock. 
On Step by Step, they do a fine job of making sure that, like, the people directly behind them aren't watching them. But if you just look past those people, you just see a sea of audience members. Like, people are just standing and stopping and watching the kids from Step by Step just act in scenes. Yeah. And it's pretty distracting, but in a funny way. <laughs> people right behind them are probably, like, actors or crew people, so, like, it doesn't look... And then... Uh, Everyone behind them was like, "Oh, what's Patrick Duffy doing?" When I was in when I was in Disneyland a couple of years ago, there I was there when they were filming the Modern Family episode. Ah, uh -huh, yeah. So I, I stayed in the same hotel with the whole cast, and I got to see everybody enjoying that. Um, but I also saw them filming, and it was it was signs being like, "Do not come this way. If you come this way, you will be filmed. Do not look at the camera." It was it was very it was oh, much yeah, more. They controlled. definitely did not have that. Or they, no. these are all a bunch of. Um, surly unruly part <laughs> they were of tourists yeah so this is also so basically they leave panettas which doesn't exist and then jt like whistles for a limo question number uh six can you take a limo to epcot like yes. jt plans yeah, so you can just rent sure. limos and jaunt around i mean it would have to be it wouldn't be a disney limo it would be a local limo company which it looked like a local limo company yeah and they probably that's how they probably got it they they were on location like we got to hire some guy, get a number from Yellow Pages. See, this is, I, did, I haven't been... So there are just roads in Disney World you can yeah. just drive around? Oh, yeah. Especially for for, oh. um, for Pleasure Island. I mean, Pleasure Island was open to everybody. Oh. It was, it was, it was open to locals. So it you didn't like, have to have a park pass to get in? You just no. go there? Yeah, it was... Oh. Then that was like one of the big draws for it was like locals would go if they wanted a, a dance club or a country music yeah. bar or something. Oh, country you, music. We're getting to it. <laughs> after uh, after work, you could go and you could do shopping. Pleasure it like, Island. It was yeah. like an outdoor mall. But it wasn't an island. No. Oh, see, I kept envisioning an island. Um, so, the, <laughs> so number eight. So this is where we get to the big flash, you know, whatever. The first big chunk of the flash uh, plot line. Question number eight. Disney Ride Central? Because Mark is like... Get a hold of yourself, man. It's not too late. We can still do this. How? Oh. Brendan, you head up the advance team and hold Flash's place in line on all the rides. Flash, activate your cell phone and I'll set up communications and monitor your progress at Disney Ride Central. Can you do that? Are you kidding? I'm sure they want the title back on American soil just as much as we do. So Disney Ride Central is like basically like mission control. And everyone in there is in lab coats. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... They, so is that real? No, they probably got some letless from some lounge, uh, or just maybe like a control center for one of the rides. It was very well appointed. So it well, might, it like, looks so like in Disney ride control is like it was like this fuchsia maroon plush carpet, yeah. and then behind Mark was like a bunch of ferns and like a teal like lounge chair, like a leather lazy boy kind of deal. Like what is this place? My guess if. This is, and it's just my guess because I haven't been to one of these places. It was my guess is it would have been one of like the corporate sponsor lounges uh, that they just kind of like threw put a some, table in there. Yeah, threw some some TVs up and is so. Is there not any type of like centralized location where they do monitor the entire yeah. park? But they definitely wouldn't let them shoot in there. Well, no, they, probably they not. might. But I, my guess is that that was for that one. It was it was set up, but they do have. Control areas for yeah. all security. All like the rides are, Park, yeah. All the rides are filmed <laughs> constantly. Um, this is where we get the montage. And I wrote down, this is the least important character in the show's history. Yes. Flash. And I do wonder, like, I don't know what the production schedule is. And I would love to know because I don't know, like, were they already planning on going to Disney with Cody? And, like, had they already written the scripts with Cody? Because this is a, Cody makes sense in this plot. Because it's the biggest plot of the two episodes. Cody was the biggest character. 
you would want to see him do all these rides. Like, it would make total sense for Cody to be the one doing this. Right. And so I wonder if they had to really scramble and just grab this Flash guy and make him do it. Yeah. Because I don't, I couldn't see any of the other kids doing it at all. Like, <laughs> it really does, like, it would be Cody or they Flash, I guess. Are the kids passionate about anything in any of the other episodes? Uh, hating each other. Okay. Because, like, 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 none of these kids, all these kids are so passive in just everything yeah. they do. Oh, I like girls. Oh, uh, I like yeah, boys. Does, yeah. <laughs> I have country music dreams, which are very tepid. Yeah. But, like, Flash's thing is just like, I have to save America yeah, from it's Russia such by a... riding rides. What they, there's a lot of talk about Alien Encounter and where he is, like, different yeah. from Alien Encounter, which is, I did Alien Encounter. Alien Encounter uh, is no more. It's now the Lilo and Stitch experience it, or something? It was. It was became Stitch's Great Escape, and now it is closed. Oh, yes. I remember we waited in line for Alien Encounter. I've only been to Disney World once that I remember. I went when I was two, and then I went when I was 10 and 95, 10, 11. And we waited in line forever. And we got in, and you just like, I think I sat on the front row, too. And you sit there, and like, the alien breaks out, it breathes on your neck, the strobe lights. Yeah. It was fine. I Imagine know. that with, with, with Stitch voice. And they breathe like a gross chili dog. And that seems to completely defang the entire experience. Yeah, because it was because the whole thing was that it was scary. It was too intense. Oh, it was it was too intense. It was you'd have kids just screaming their heads off. Yeah, because the alien was the alien was like a crazy like toothy tentacle monstery kind of thing. Yeah, it was terrifying. And like you'd have kids, you'd have the thing that would scare kids the most. Was just all the lights would go off. There would be yeah. no light. Yeah, because then you like it would flash, and you'd be like, it, bre- it breathed on your neck while it was dark. Yeah, yeah. And it would. So I have I have a list of all the things that they went on. Oh yeah, because it's a long montage. Which was the Dumbo ride, which is still there. Yeah. The carousel, which is still there, and they had uh, uh, Donald Duck and Winnie the Pooh, which probably these days wouldn't be just walking around staring <laughs> at things. They would have huge lines and handlers. Oh. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Rest in peace. Uh, it still exists over at Disneyland, but the one in Florida oh. is gone. Uh, the Astro Orbiter, which is still there. Alien Encounter, which is gone. The teacups. Yeah, he gets sick on. He starts to get sick on the teacups. Uh, and then Big Thunder Mountain, which is also in Roseanne. Which is which? It's just there's still it's there. Still a thing. All of these things are in um, Magic Kingdom today. And then they took he took an, uh, an uh, the monorail to Epcot. But you can't do. You can take the monorail oh, right, yeah, to the ticket. Like, get to Epcot now. They tell them like, yeah, that's why you can't do Alien Encounter. So yeah. this is this is the biggest bullshit to me <laughs> because the, when I stay there, I usually end up having to take the monorail to the ticket and transportation center, and that's how you get to Epcot. There's no from certain res- resorts. There's no uh, bus. Uh, and the, if you if you take the monorail, like they say, big plot hole, you have <laughs> you have to go to the ticket and transportation center and switch to the Epcot monorail. This process takes an hour. <laughs> it takes forever in the hot sun because God. you're you're dealing with like you're dealing with lines. You're dealing with monorails, which aren't the hugest capacity, and then you have to wait for the the Epcot monorail to get there. And then the Epcot monorail, it's not the fastest thing in the world. Yeah. So, Flash is seemingly like doing all this alone, too. Because I remember that, that shot of him running underneath the monorail, he's alone. 
Yeah, and he was he, he ran past. He said he he was just at Interventions, which R.I.P. just closed this year. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed that it looked like it was raining a lot. Yeah, I, saw, I noticed June. June Locker, Locker had an umbrella. A, yeah. And you got if you looked at the ground, it looked like there were like puddles in places. I'm like, oh, what a bummer. Here's a secret about Florida that people in Florida know: uh, it rains every fucking day. Ah. Uh, it, it's just you can time your watch by it. Like it is, you can set your watch by it. Um, it rains like every day at three o'clock. Weird. You go to the Disney parks, you know that at some point the sky is going to open up and pour. Oh, wild. Yeah. It's just Florida climate. Um, this is, so then this is at the end of day one, I guess. What a, what a day. Um, then we get a little bit more business at the, uh, the hotel. Um, Frank and Carol want to have sex with their child in the room. Lily, (laughs) they put their baby to bed and they're like getting ready to like get frisky. Back in the day when people lived in one room... Like Victorian, I don't, England, I don't you have had a baby. to do it. With I don't have your... a baby. I'll never have a baby, so I don't understand if you want if if having sex in the room with the baby is a weird thing. If you have a single room in your house, one bedroom, yeah. but <laughs> the sex gets averted because all the kids, <laughs> oh, we want a, someone snoring. They all just come in. That's the joke. Yes, <laughs> and there is that that cute scene where JT is like, I can't sleep on the couch anymore. I'm going to sleep in the bathtub. And there's this thing that they have at, at the Disney Vacation Clubs. Yeah, what was that? It's, they all have bathtubs um, that are separated from the rest of the room by, like, double doors. Yeah, so, so you can sit in the bathtub and talk to yes. people? Like, what the? Yes, It was where, can. like, he opens up those, like, doors and kind of just, like, launches into the bathtub. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, so, the next morning is when the girls, uh, Dana, Al, and Karen are walking around, and then they get, like, at least they have a flyer for the Neon Armadillo talent search. Question number nine, is there a Neon Armadillo, and does it have a talent search? Okay. The first answer is yes. Uh. The second answer is kind of. Uh. So, the Neon Armadillo was a bar in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, which is now closed, that they opened one uh, a satellite branch in Pleasure Island. Holy shit! That, that that's like a lot of to open in Disney. That's got to be some lot of finagling, right? They yes. Now it's a little bit now that the, that 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 pleasure the Pleasure Island downtown Disney area is a little less Disney owned. It's a lot more like House of Blues, Rainforest okay. Cafe, like chain restaurants oh, are yeah. coming in. So this was kind of one of those. It was the Neon Armadillo, and they it was a country western. Not really a restaurant because they had like it was like bar food. Okay, but I, I looked this up because I'm like, is it possible that they had a country singing talent competition? I didn't find anything for a singing talent competition. However, they did have regular line dancing competitions. <laughs> so, oh, that'd have been a better plot. <laughs> <laughs> so. The answer is yes. The Neon Armadillo is a thing. It closed. I want to say like two, like a year or two after this episode aired. Oh man, R.I.P. Um, and then the one in Fort Wayne, Indiana, closed too. Uh, it used to be. I look. I found this. There, there used to be a TV show called Live from the Neon Armadillo. Wow. Which was supposed to be Live from the Disney World one. But they actually filmed it in Nashville. It was, like, it was <laughs> nothing completely, to do at all. Completely different place. Uh, so the episode ends with JT and Rich basically talking about how they are going to lose their virginity at Disney World to these two girls because they are going to blow, you know, they're going to blow their money off. <laughs> all right, now we're all set for tonight. I got cash and everything. With any luck, by midnight we'll be men. If you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I guess the episode ends with like JT realizes what that he spent all but eleven dollars of their down payment on an apartment. 
Yeah. Um, but I was I was just like the, the this whole plot line is about them wanting to lose their virginity at Disney. <laughs> that, just, I feel it's understated. It's not like it's like not we're like gonna a, be, they say like we're gonna become men tonight. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like American Pie where the no. whole thrust of the movie is just like we gotta lose our virginity. It's more like, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> nothing gets me hornier than this park for kids. Yeah. So episode two, which is the most time killery episode. Oh my god! I which episode one moves. Episode one is not great, but at least it moves. There's a lot of Disney in it, a lot of rides. It feels like they blew it all in the first one. I have half the notes. Oh, me too. No, yeah. Because the second one is is that. The second one begins with, so, when they're trying to, Flash and Mark are trying to uh, do, see the Indiana Jones stunt experience thing. Which is still there. At MGM Studios. It was MGM Studios. Which is now called. Hollywood Studios. So I was there for MGM. That's when I went. Um, But then there's a kid behind him in line who's let down because Indiana Jones, the actor, is like delayed. And so a. The man, basically, like the manager comes out to say, "Like, sorry, we'll be a little bit late today, or whatever." Now, now nowadays, they would not have a manager do that. It would just be another cast member just being like, "Sorry, folks, we're delayed. We're closing till two. They would it's not. They, they would not bring out a manager like a, like yeah. a lead out for that. Like, no. So wearing the, wearing a suit. <laughs> so my tenth question. <sighs> The, there's a, the kid is like, no, we're going to be flying back. I'm going to miss it. I saved it for the last because I want to see Indiana Jones, blah, 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 blah. And Flash is like, oh, this is more important than... Oh, Flash like, keeps touching him, too. Like, like, it's <laughs> like touching. This is more important than, you know, the Russians or whatever. And so he's like, can I talk to the manager? May I speak to the manager? And so then, my tenth question, would they just let a rando be Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones stunt show like... Flash does. I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, like, what the hell? The answer is no. Like, so, like, that's a lot of training. It's a highly choreographed sequence that's supposed to, that's made to look like... The entire Temple of, or no, um, Kingdom, or... Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, God. It's, it's, but it's a very highly choreographed thing. You have to step in the right places. Yeah. The You have to know where to go. It's so, so choreographed that even Jeff Juday, who plays Flash, couldn't do it. Because it was obviously a stunt person when all the actual stunts were happening. What I really liked about it, though, and this is and this is like the one redeeming thing, <laughs> unless you like really miss the neon armadillo. The one redeeming thing about this episode was you got close-up views of parts of yeah. the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, which if you're sin- sitting in the bleachers, you don't see. Yeah. What I also want to note is that. This entire sequence is a retread of the full house. So, like, not only are they killing Tom within Step by Step, where they spend fully, I don't know, five minutes just doing this one Indiana Jones stunt show bit, they already did this exact thing on Full House. The Full House Disney two-parter has, they go to the Indiana Jones thing, Disney, or a DJ watches it, she imagines that Steve, her erstwhile boyfriend, is Indiana Jones, and then Scott Weinger, the voice of a Disney's Aladdin, um, plays Indiana Jones and does exactly what Flash did. He does the entire thing. There's a stunt person. Like, it's, we've already seen this. It is a fossil, by the way. If you go <laughs> there now, it is the exact same choreography, the exact same set. Don't change the a thing. Same thing. So they they should have, change. like, a 60 year old actor doing it now to be old Indiana Jones or Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> but it's just wild that they just, like, they were like, no, it doesn't matter if we already did this on Full House a couple years ago. We'll just do it on Step by Step 2. It's, it's, it's treading water. It's. For an episode Oof. that is about treading water. For, yeah, so, and then, um, so then we cut back to the fucking hotel, because 
really, the place that you want to spend the most time at in your Disney two-parter is the hotel. And so, basically, there is where Karen is trying to bully uh, Al and Dana into being her backup singers for a country music thing. Um, and Al's like, we just want to see the park. And this is my 11th question. Because uh, Karen's response is, you can see Disney World on the Disney Channel. Could you actually see Disney World on the Disney Channel in 1996? I mean, they, they, they have, they... like, a special here and there. But it wasn't like, like you can't just do a live stream. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what she was talking about. Yeah. I also... <laughs> Corporate synergy. Yeah. Yep. Get it on Disney Channel. I also wrote down at this point, where's June Lockhart? Oh, she's out, she's out, uh, you know... She did her... pop up right after I wrote that down, she's but, like... She's having relations in her condo. We had not seen her... For the, like, oh, 15, 20 minutes of screen time. Uh, you think you can afford June Lockhart for more than no. 15 minutes of screen time? No. She was like, I want to go to Disney. How can I go? Okay, cool. I'll yeah. be the do-sex machina to get them there. Exactly. Um, so then we go to the Neon Armadillo, and then there's this, oh, God, it's just so boring. Um, <laughs> Karen is up there alone. She gets stage fright. She can't sing her song. She goes down. She goes upstairs. Slice yourself off a big chunk of cliche low. Yeah. Because this Al and is Dana awful. are just, you know, oh, we'll be there. We'll sing back up for you. We feel bad. Et because family is important. Uh, it's just. We gotta uh, have our. If this is actually yeah. shot in the Neon Armadillo. This is. Yeah. At, okay. So, like, yeah. that's, I guess. So then they go and perform, and you bet they perform a whole, like, verse or two and a chorus or two of. Girls with the Guitars. By Winona Judd. Yeah. <laughs> 1994 single. Yeah, which is why. Oh, I guess Mary Chapin Carter Carpenter gets a writer credit, not one of Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Mary Chapin Carpenter wrote two minutes of this step by step episode, which is if if that was their real voices, great. I do. So this was a running thing with Karen. I don't know if it was. I think it might have been before this or sooner before or after this. There are at least one or two other episodes of her like wanting to have a country music career. She's got to have a little bit of her own personality. I'm wondering like. Uh, I don't know. What happens when you're running a sitcom with kids and they start to think they can sing? And you start <laughs> to, like, write it into things? Because it happens, like, happened on uh, Family Matters with, like, Eddie became a backup singer for Shanice. Um, and Brady Bunch. Like, Brady Bunch. They had a talent show episode. John Stamos and the Beach Boys. Yeah, like, it's just when the cast members are like, we want to sing this episode. I want to sure. sing. So then that all happens. Now, uh, my 12th question. Is this involved Tower of Terror? Yeah, so, uh, keep forgetting all their names. JT and Flash have a scene where JT is, like, complaining about Rich not wanting to be his friend anymore because he spent all of his money. Um, they're doing this at the Tower of Terror. And I wrote down, question number 12, are all Tower of Terror operators so ghoulish? Uh, because no. <laughs> the guy that was running it that told him to get in and sit down looked like a skeleton with skin and a bellhop uniform. They That's all out of casting. Okay. You know. What I thought was interesting about that, and this is another one of those plot holes, <laughs> uh, they, they, they shoot the entire Tower of Terror from their point of view. Like, not from their point of view. Focused on those characters. Yeah. What they cut out is there's a whole scene, a whole show scene, that involves the Twilight Zone. Yeah. That involves that involves like the 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 thing moves forward. You see, there's special effects. The yeah, whole thing I remember goes all this. Yeah. All it all it is is it's just 
lights that make it they look like it's in, going and it up, goes down. and then it, and it, and it only drops once. And the real Tower of Terror drops several times. Uh, it doesn't just drop you. It's not a gravity ride. It pulls you down faster than gravity. So it's really cool. If, a little fun little uh, tip. If you're on the ride, put something in your lap, whether it's a hat, whether it's glasses, whether it's something something small. And as you're, you're, as you're dropping down, you'll notice that it's since whatever's on your lap is going at the speed of gravity and you're pulling, being pulling down faster, it'll be floating above your lap. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's, my, it's the ride I hate because I hate those kind of drop things. And no, thank you. But it is neat to see. I don't like roller coasters. Roller coasters are awesome, Brett. I am sorry. I mean, I don't know. I, they're fine, I guess. I, Disney does not have... Exactly. That's why the, I think I'm fine with Disney. Yeah, they I don't, don't have the crazy roller coasters. Yeah, I don't need that shit. Um, Disneyland no has a good one, though. So this is when JT learns his lesson. He tracks Rich down. Then we get another long-ass scene of him being like, I cashed in my plane ticket. I'm going to ride the bus back with you. We can use the leftover money to put back towards our apartment. Oh, and then Rich has this great line of like, It wasn't all your fault. I mean, I was having a good time with the girls, too. I just shouldn't have let you hold the ATM card. It's like uh, having Bill Clinton watch your french fries. Do you guys remember when the thing that... This is definitely 1996, because the thing to make fun of re-Bill Clinton is him liking fast food. Yes. Uh, 1996. Just, it was safe. A couple years later, it would be about sperm, sperm on a dress. <laughs> yeah, Seb mentioned this. He's like, the conversation would have been a joke about Monica Lewinsky rather than a joke about Bill Clinton, because... She was the butt of the joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the man. Yeah, and he's he's fully right. Yeah, but this is this I don't is a even, tamer time. I don't even remember. I mean, I guess I was young-ish. I I went during this part, but I don't remember the fast food addict part of I I do. I remember. I remember the Phil Hartman SNL sketch yeah. of him doing that. Did I don't I don't know what the origin of that is. And Bill Clinton would Just eat like fast. We, we he did fast food on the trail, the campaign trail. I mean, that's that's what it was. It wasn't anything like. A scandal, like, yeah. he was caught in a car with, like, a Big Mac. Or, or like, you like, know, soliciting foreign help in a presidential election. So he could buy fast food. No. Yeah, no. Jeez. Um, yeah, let's go back. Uh, then we get the Illuminations fireworks show. Yeah. We're um, all watching fireworks. So I thought this was funny that uh, Illuminations really has not changed. Since the 90s. It has Which been a... fireworks show is that? Which part? That's the one at Epcot. Okay. And you can see in the background, they're... I know where they're standing. They're standing... If you're if, if the top of, of World Showcase is a clock, they're standing right about kind of 11 o'clock at... Um... No, actually, it's it's a little closer to 10. It's They're right by Italy. Okay. So the thing about Illumination's Reflections of Earth was that... <laughs> It has a very long lead-up story to it. I'm, the fireworks show has the a story. Show. I'm, I'm assuming Don't people that just I'm, want to see the fireworks. I'm assuming that it hasn't changed, but the, if you if you do the, the 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 full narration is good evening on behalf of Walt Disney World, the place where dreams come true. We welcome all of you to Epcot and World Showcase. We're gathered here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story. In the step-by-step episode, it's like, we welcome you to Illuminations. Which is, I mean, come on, that's what you want, right? You just, then, you just give me the fireworks. And then it's just en- endless fireworks. And fireworks there's, no, there's no music, it's no. just fireworks. Well, and that's where um, uh, Jude Lockhart 
Which, by the way, can we just shout out June Lockhart, TV Legend. I haven't even talked about Lassie, the mom on Lassie, the mom on Lost in Lost Space. Space. Um, other things besides Lassie and Lost I mean, in that, Space. Th that was but, like, a good, like, ten years of her life. Like, oh, no, a... I mean, like, honestly, if you were the mom on Lassie and Lost in Space, you have made your mark on television. Yeah. Like, she was a legend. I mean, she's a TV mom icon, so getting her to be the grandma in multiple episodes of Step by Step, mind you. Hey, she needs to work. And also, like, that's that's, really, that's the thing I love about sitcoms is when they have to then cast the grandparents and they always pull from history. Like how Marlo Thomas is uh, Jennifer Aniston's Rachel's mom on Friends. That's perfect casting. Wasn't uh, Mel Brooks on Mad About You? Yeah, yeah like, he is someone. You bring people like that. I love, in for I love doing such shit like that. That's that, that. That's why I want to work in television. Jerry Stiller on Seinfeld. Like he was already uh, a legend. Yeah. See, so, so like, shout out to June Lockhart. She's finally like, hey kids, uh, here's here's the keys to my granny sex pad. Just <laughs> why she gives them the keys to her condo, so then she'll watch the kids for the night. They're going to bang. So then go have. So then go have sex. And it, that it, that's explicit. It's not. Oh it, no, she's it's like not dangling just, them keys, and then they it, make out. Yeah, it's not like. Oh, you can have a little alone time. It, they pretty much say, you can go have sex in my house, son of mine. So I will also say that um, Frank and Carol are maybe the, they're, no, they're by far the horniest couple on TGIF. Um, they, in the pilot, like, they are, they're newlyweds, and it's they're healthy. like, adult. so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. Um, the one, the one problem I have is the episode where you find out that, um, they're into a Garfield furry play. <laughs> Oh, which is yeah. an episode I wrote an article about. Um, this 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 step by step sex scene will ruin your Monday. <laughs> I'm not gonna shame that kink. Well, it's just it's just wild because like Frank uh, reads Garfield books before bed, and and uh, Carol spends the entire episode shaming him for that, like wanting him to read like novels or whatever. He and so gets then off on that. at the end, so I don't know. Basically, it ends up the last scene of the episode is them almost having sex. Frank be like, "Wait a second. He turns over and he comes back and is wearing a Garfield hat, like a Garfield bonnet with a, with ears, and then he licks himself like a cat. And then they begin making out. Patrick Duffy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But <laughs> so he probably enjoyed being made fun of. It, it was great. It's like she's she's like she's shaming him, and he, he enjoys that. So this is where we find out that Flash thinks that he's not going to make it, but the Russian guy was there on a holiday weekend, so the park was open longer. So he has actually three more hours. Question number thirteen, final question, final Disney question: Is the park actually open longer on holidays? Uh, it's open longer certain days of the week. Huh. Um, depending on the park. Th this is something that I did look up. Extra magic hours is something that if you stay at one of the Disney hotels, you can enter some of the parks early or stay at some of the parks ah. later. It used to be a pass that you could buy that for some parks, you, it was like $10, $15. You could, it was, oh, was it e-ticket pass or something like that, where you could pay your way in for extra stuff. Now for holidays, uh, holidays, Anything goes. Like I, <laughs> New Year's stays open until midnight because oh, wow. it has okay. to. Because it's New Year's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, uh, so yeah, this is a thing. Um, and so yeah, so he has three more hours. He he gets up in the morning to do these like last eleven rides or whatever. Now this is the last thing that I wrote because it's the end of the episode. Everyone in the park is cheering him on. Like, literally, like, they close on what is Main Street, maybe? Yep. And so, like, he's running down Main Street, and all these, I'm assuming, actual tourists, because there's hundreds of people on each side, yeah. cheering him with signs and stuff. And what I kept thinking is, every single person watching this has absolutely no idea who this character is, 
who this actor is because they definitely shot this before the episode that he debuted in. <laughs> and they're all like, step by step, oh wait, who is that? I don't know, is that JT? Is that a new character playing JT? Like, I really like Cody! Yeah, like, where's Cody? Like, you know that there were definitely, like, teenage girls there just wanting to see Cody. They got to see Jeff Judea's Flash. <laughs> so, like, it's just wild that, like... Knowing that he's only in one more episode after this and then gone is just, it's so funny. What I imagine, what I imagine happened, and just, I could tell this by like, this is so weird. I could tell this by the lighting of the day (laughs) that this was shot before the park opened officially. Yeah, this looked very early. They probably said, we are shooting something that we need a big crowd for. They went to everybody who was in the hotels. We will let you in the park an hour and a half early. Um, they might have given him some kind of incentive, but they're like, if you would like to be part of this, we need a big crowd. None of the rides are going to be open. None of the stores or anything is going to be open. But, but you get to see Jeff Juday At like at like 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm sure. Yeah. Like 7 o'clock in the morning. When the sun's like that, this was an, an excuse for everybody to get in the park. Well, I guess it would also be cool for like, if I was there, because when, when Flash gets like, the trope. What does he get from Mickey? He gets something like American flag. When he yeah, he gets, he so gets when money. he when basically like all of them, the entire step by step cast is standing up there with Mickey. Like that would be a cool thing to see because you're seeing you know there's Suzanne Summers, there's the kids I actually recognize, there's Mickey. Cool, cool, cool. If you were by that, if you were by the castle, yeah. Because if you weren't by the castle and you were stuck back at the beginning, all you saw was Flash. Yeah. And that's the end of this uh, great two parter. Oh my. <laughs> Terrible! It was so bad! So, ready for some must-have facts? All the characters are ashamed of what they did. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so, for these two-parter, um, 12 million people watched the first part. 12.7 million people watched the second part. Got some good buzz. Yeah, definitely. But, um, those were not good ratings because it was ranked, uh, 52 for the week the first week and then 51 for the week the next week. So... So everything beat it. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was like firmly like middle of the pack, probably. Uh, top five shows the first week was an airing of The Fugitive at five. Four Friends... Three, The Beast Part 2, which I think was like, huh? maybe like a, oh, maybe like a Dean Koontz miniseries. It was one of those like oh. thriller miniseries, I think. I think. I mean, thinks. <laughs> um, two was Seinfeld, one was ER. 
Uh, for the second week was five was a tele uh, airing of a few good men. Four was <laughs> Caroline in the City, three Friends, two Seinfeld, one ER. So Caroline in the City beat Friends and Seinfeld. Uh oh no no that was it was four and then Friends and Seinfeld were three and two oh. and one was ER. Yeah so you know um this is firmly musty TV era the TGIF era is done. The trajectory of Step by Step is very depressing after this because it has one more season on ABC before then it gets sold off to CBS in a weird game of, like, Network Chicken where it and Family Matters are, like, lost to CBS. Uh. And then they are bare, and then they, like, just tank in the ratings on CBS and are canceled immediately. It's very sad. Um, the ABC Friday lineup at this time were was um, Family Matters, then Blame Meets World, Step by Step, Hang On Mr. Cooper, and 2020... And that was one of my... I did watch that lineup. And then I have all that domestic abuse uh, information, uh, which yeah. we don't have to talk yeah. about again. <laughs> Ultimately, I, th- I think this episode, as far as Disney episodes go, showed a lot of the park. It does show a lot of the park. It shows a lot. For, for kids who had not been to the parks before, this is a lot of things they kind of yeah. sink their teeth into. A lot of the show ponies that they would normally show were not... There now, granted, the big the the most recent things would be Alien Encounter, yeah, um, which they don't even go in; they just mention it, right? But they 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 call it out. They show yeah. show it from the exterior, I think. Um, I don't I don't know what would be at at see the MGM thing the Studios, cool thing about like, like Full House is the gold standard because like it's a lot of Aladdin stuff because Aladdin had just come out, so there's like a lot of really cool. Also, like like Snow White is a character on it. Um, and also, so is, like, they're just characters throughout, you know, Chip and Dale are with Becky, and then, like, Donald, she has a tea party with Alec. Like, it's a lot going on, and it's great. I just, I just thought about this. The logistics of them staying in the Grand Villa at Old Key West. It was the first Disney Vacation Club. It had only been open for about a year. So, one of two things had to happen. Grandma had to have <laughs> been a DVC member. She would have had to join the vacation club, the the timeshare, or she would have had to have booked this so far in advance, because there are only so many of them, they, they, they don't have a ton of them, they would have had to book this so far in advance that she could pay cash for it, which would have been a lot of money. Well, I mean, it's their inheritance, apparently. Like, if you if you go to, like, one of those grand villas now, I want to say it's probably close to, like, 12 grand a night. Or twelve twelve hundred. Oh my god! I'm gonna say that Grandma's got the hookup. She did hook up. Yeah, exactly. With some, I think some she French knows. man she didn't even <sighs> couldn't even speak to. So on IMDb, um, forty users each rated both of these episodes a six point four out of ten. Would you go higher, lower? Is that on the money? I mean, it made me sad, so I'd give it like a four or so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of flashy colors and flashy flash. I mean, there's. There were some there were some attempted jokes. You had some attempts at music. Like it tried. Like I'd give it a six it, for effort, but as I far guess. as execute if people yeah. want to see like extinct rides like Mike Fink's keel boats, which they showed <laughs> at the la- the final montage, which don't exist anymore. Um It's yeah. It, oh God. That's the interest for for Disney fans, I would like you know that there are blogs that are just like Disney parks on TV. Oh yeah, that list all these things. Yeah, so, they're excited for that reason, but don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, who had the must see performance in this two parter? Oh, um, 
No one. Oh my god. I will see. I will give it to Flash, just because it's his only, really only two episodes. Flash is. I mean, the J, what, what's his name? Jeff Juday. Jeff Juday is still dining out on Flash. I, he had the most to do, and I can't imagine the nerves of being like, I've only done one episode before this. Now I'm like essentially carrying two episodes. How do you think the cast reacted to him? Because they... See, that's the thing. Like, I wonder, if you are a kid on these shows, like, oh, we're going to Disney, I don't care. You mean I don't have to do that much work when we're at Disney? Sure, fine. I, when, when I was there and I saw the Modern Family cast, I was at a, a breakfast buffet, and I forget who Sofia Vergara's son's name is. Oh, Manny is Manny, the character on the show. The character, I, I honestly forget him. He was there, because their families went down with them. Oh, see, that's... He, he was there with his family... And he was a young kid. It was a while. Yeah, man. yeah. So I'm there in the line for the buffet, and Chip and Dale come out, and they do like a little musical thing, and I'm watching this actor who plays Manny, and he's enjoying it. Yeah, he's, he's dancing along with them, and he's it's. I'm looking at it. It's just he's no longer an actor. He's yeah. just a kid enjoying a park. He's there. He's he's yeah. He's he's shooting his show. He's there to work, but he's, he's still like he's getting to have fun. He's getting to have fun. He's getting to be a kid, at you because know, you know that these kids went and often did other things. Yeah, they had their families with them. They got to ride the rides. They got to go to the clubs at Pleasure Island. They yeah. got to do things, and so I think sure that's that, like, cool. And then Patrick Duffy and Susan play, and then there's bang for a while because Dana and Brendan have nothing to do. Dana was also in an episode of Boy Meets World at the same time. Yeah. Which means was they... that also a Disney episode? Yeah, it was yeah. a Disney episode. So she they... was in the Disney episode, and it might have been the same night or something. They, like they probably I can't. I should have they, they probably that filmed they, roughly she, the same time. She's not named as Dana though, but right. like it is, um, it's heavily inferred that it's the same character. It's a weird thing. They really didn't have that much to do. No, she did. Um, like. So yeah, must other people see this episode if you want to see some Disney extinct it, Disney? Rides? There are Disney completists who will go out of their way to buy. A can of coffee that had Donald Duck's picture on it. Yeah, like so Disney, you'll watch it for that. Disney fans, myself included, I have a, a number of bizarre <laughs> things. I just bought today, um, like a Disney World activity book that has like a bunch of blank pages for draw things. And I bought it on eBay for twenty bucks, and it's just like <laughs> go to the park and and take a picture of a fire hydrant. Like, where can you find like? Look at examples of architecture in Disney parks. This is the thing that was given out to kids, and I spent $20 on it on eBay. Love it. See, yeah, so yeah, if you're one of those people, you want to watch this. Yeah, you want to see And this. I guess if you're a step-by-step completist, you're going to want to see this, frankly, bizarre um, alternate history. Like, this this show could have gone in this direction with Jeff Judea's Flash mm-hmm. uh, being, like, the lead funny guy, but instead we got Bronson Pinchot playing an effeminate straight Frenchman. <laughs> What do you, what people will watch this for is what they they always watch these things for, which is to find that guy with the card table set up in the middle of the path in Disneyland, where it's just like that's not what that's like. That's that's not. Yeah. You know, they didn't have a singing competition at the Neon Armadillo. Yeah. No, they might have. I'm not. I'm not ruling it out. But this I just is didn't not find any examples. You're of not going to want to watch this if you want jokes. Yeah, I mean, and this, also like. If you're gonna watch it, watch part one. Don't watch part two. It felt. It felt part like part two was, is slow. It was all plot. It was all. Everybody had their own subplot. They did. There were no room for jokes. Like it was. It's a sad. It's a lot. Sad it's a, yeah. It's a thing. whole lot of nothing. Uh, for but, Disney fans, like I'd be interested in seeing the episode that that Kirk did and Matt did 
just to, you know because that's a Disney episode. You want to see yeah. those. I want to see like. I will say of the three, like, Full House is the best. This is the second best, because Roseanne has very little Disney time in the parks. It's only one one episode, essentially. It's actually three, but it's really only one. It's a whole thing. But they mostly just make fun of the park the entire time. We, like, Disney Uh, fans like me will... I have just discs and discs of Disney TV specials downloaded. And this is a weird admission, but, like... they better be on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) They hope so. But it was things like the Osmonds go to Disneyland. And that was, but that was the first time we got to see footage of the Haunted Mansion. So that there's like a historical aspect of that. This was, for people who love, let's say, interventions, this is interventions, you yeah. know, in the wild. You're not going to be able to see it after, after like, you know, a couple months. They're tearing it down and they're redoing all of Epcot. But it's like, a nice little time capsule thing. But yeah, it's no, all it archaeology. Work. <sighs> what a what a world! Yeah, what I'm, a Disney world! I'm glad that you uh, Walt Disney World. <laughs> what, a, uh, what, a, what a Walt Disney! I'm glad that you invited me to do this because honestly, this is this is it's fun. It's the only reason you should ever watch it. Is it yeah, um, for if you're a historian, where can people find you on the internet to talk all things Disney and also uh, all four flashes episodes? Uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm at Ethan K. Um, I also have this week's Batman, which I make fun of Batman comics. Uh, yeah, I should do more projects, right? No, I do too <laughs> many projects. It's not fun. I don't have time. Uh, yeah, I don't either. But here I am. Oh boy. Uh, a dream yeah. is a wish your, your heart, heart makes when you're fast and that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Ethan Kay, for dropping by and talking about Disney World and also step-by-step a little with me. Uh, next time, the Holiday Gauntlet resumes with the first of two Thanksgiving episodes. I will be discussing the Mad About You episode, Giblets for Murray. Giblets for Murray is in Season 3. It is Episode 8 of Season 3 of Mad About You, and you can buy that episode in either iTunes or Amazon, where Season 3 is, for some reason, the only season you can buy. Or you can stream it on Stars and maybe also Spectrum, because Spectrum has the Mad About You revival starting November 20th. Until then, I want to hear from you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at Must Have Seen TV. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at, at Must Have Seen TV. If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. And the theme song is Apollo Throwdown by the Go Team. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening. And I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.